from Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. It's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, April 30th, 2010, and this is The Relevant Podcast, or shall I say, a very special edition of The Relevant Podcast. You'll find out why in a second. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando, Florida studios is none other than Maya Strang. What up, homies? Sitting out today because he's feeling a little blue. Is Ryan Ham? He's not here. Josh Loveless is here. Hey, people. Behind the wall of glass is Chad Michael Snavely. Hi, friend. Hi, friends. we gave you a mic. Yeah, That's I have good. a mic. Thank good. You. <laughs> On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, is Jesse Carey. Hello. Wow. <laughs> and that is uh, what's called foreshadowing in the biz. Because also on the other Skype line, all the way from Loverland, England, is what? Lloyd Kinsley. Salutations, all. Yay. People are clapping. Is that Jesse? Are you clapping? I am clapping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, an empty, I'm in an empty house clapping. <laughs> Um, so uh, we're excited to have Lloyd with us today. We actually have a game coming up later uh, called Interna- <laughs> International. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> it's called International Incident, and we are going to pit Jesse and Lloyd against each other. Oh. And it's it's U.S. versus the U.K. And, and yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this right now. I have a feeling that this game is is going to be like the Olympics in that Jesse has a lot of hype, a lot of pump, and in, <laughs> it's quite competitive. Whereas I. I couldn't really give a crap if I win or lose. Oh. Well, Lloyd, have I or have I not sent you at least one taunting email today? <laughs> yeah, I, d- I, I didn't appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Also coming up later, we have our uh, look inside the brand new issue of Relevant, uh, which has Bear Grylls on the cover. I'm very excited about I, that. I'm so excited about that. You should be. <laughs> He's your countryman. I, I, yeah, if I, I'm going to have to frame that particular cover. Mm-hmm. He wants to send you the high-res images so you can blow them up, Lloyd. Don't, because I, I, I should be tearing down idols. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true, you should. All right, before all that, let's get rolling with entertainment releases. All right, coming out on Tuesday, May 4th, we've got The Hold Steady with their brand new Heaven Is Whenever. Chad, do you have a clip of, of that album? Let's, let's load some up. Here's a little bit of The Hold Steady. Awesome album. Also coming out, Broken Social Scene with Forgiveness Rock Record. I love that name. Minus the Bears coming out with Omni. Flying Lotus with Cosmogramma. Greg Laswell with Take a Bow. The New Pornographers with Together. I'm telling you, it's a lot this week. And Josh Ritter with So Runs the World Away. Movie releases coming out on Friday, May 7th. We got one and one only. Iron Man 2, Electric Boogaloo, starring Robbie Downer Jr., Don Cheadle, Gwyneth Paltrow, Scarlett Johansson, and many others. It's really called Electric Boogaloo? Yeah. No. That's like the byline? No. Oh. Cameron um, thinks everything that's a sequel has to <laughs> Okay. So, okay. So, have you been hearing the early reviews of this? It, uh, apparently, it's terrible. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. Everything... And, 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 and I... I preface I they, they were smart to preface the reviews with and we loved the first one it was smart it was fun it was 
you know, and 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 everything that was great about the first one is gone in the second one. Are they saying how Mickey Rourke was? They're they're saying that there's too many villains, there's too many dissenting storylines, there's too many, there's too much CG. It's just over the top in every area, and it's I, just I lost the soul of the first one. I, I didn't hear one reason. Too many villains, too many CG. I didn't hear one reason why it's bad. <laughs> I know. I was about to say I'm in love already. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, does <laughs> anyone care that too the movies many. are bad? Honestly, you know, everyone's gonna see it. It's, it's Iron Man freaking two. Yeah, electric boogaloo. I know, I know. They said that <laughs> they said that it's going to be incredibly commercially successful. But if you remember what happened to Transformers too, yeah, it's it's probably that the sad boogaloo. <laughs> yes, it's probably that. <laughs> the so. letdown boogaloo. Sad boogaloo. <laughs> that's a band name if I ever heard one. Um, <laughs> all right, so that's that's the only movie coming out. Nobody's wanting to take it on. So go see it. Tell us what you think. All right, well that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Coming up next, slices. You're listening to the radio department. You actually are listening to <laughs> Relevant Media Group's radio department. Um, it, the song is Heavens on Fire. It's from their brand new album, Clinging to a Scheme. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard Broken Bells. The song is Vaporize. I love this album. Fantastic group. Uh, the song is playing right now this week on Relevant.fm. Tune in. Check it out. Lloyd, have you heard Relevant.fm? Yes, I have. Do you like it? I do. There you go. Brings a tear to my eyes. Why? I want to be part of it. Oh, you can record bombs yeah. like you're listening to Relevant FM. You can give it an air of uh, international flavor. Of, of dignity. <laughs> Did you say I could record my own music? No, you can record it like bumps, <laughs> like saying uh, you're listening to Relevant FM and stuff like that. And we'll play it in between the songs. Oh, I'm going to record my own music by now. Okay, that's good. That's <laughs> even better. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so it's time for slices. Jesse, what do you have? All right. Well, I have one um, that uh, is about a, a college president who at, at Widener State of Univer- or Widener University in Pennsylvania, small schools, about five thousand students. But anyway, once a year, he does this thing where he switch places with he'll switch places with a student, and he'll become a student for a day and go to class and you know experience college life. Wait, I've seen this. It's called Undercover Boss. You know, that and well, the student becomes the president of oh, the okay. school. So it's like this cool thing where the kid goes and takes over the school and he quote unquote fires some of the professors he doesn't like and they get hired back the next day. And, you know, he kind of gets behind the scenes of what the school operating the school is like, which I thought, okay, that's that's kind of a, you know, little, you know, nice idea. But when I was reading it, I was thinking this would make the perfect plot for like a cheesy college comedy where like the student is a law student and he finds some loophole and he becomes the school president and it would star Justin Long. Yeah. Is this a National Lampoon idea? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is a perfect like, uh, (laughs) uh, and like Zach Galifianakis would be like a frat guy at the college, you know, trying to encourage him the whole time. And the college president would be Craig T. Nelson. (laughs) (laughs) You've already put a lot of thought into this film. Yes, you have. It's going to be called Blue Chips too. (laughs) Electric Boogaloo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's good. I like wow. it. Wow. 
So I, I'm 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 selling I'm selling the script right now as we speak. So far, no takers. So Lloyd, did you come with a slice today? Of course I did. Oh, well, take it away. Okay. Um, now this is obviously uh, this is a story from the UK, so you're going to have to uh, accept that we do things a little bit differently. Um, <laughs> a mother was ordered to stop breastfeeding her baby next to a swimming pool because the the swimming pool itself has a a no food and drink. <laughs> <laughs> the letter of the law. <laughs> uh, so apparently, a very young, I'm imagining, a uh, staff member of the pool. Uh, Asked her to stop what she was doing, uh, and pointed towards the the signs, which obviously in most swimming pools are just done with small iconography. Um, and uh, yeah, she she said she had to do it because she was watching over a four-year-old son who was learning to swim, so had to be near the edge, but also needed to feed her new eleven-week-old uh, son. Um, and then it, it goes on to say that uh, regulations have been redrafted, which um, I'm quite interested to see how they. Uh, how they show that in an icon form on the rules board. <laughs> a, a kind of thumbs up next to an, an, an exposed breast. <laughs> um, all right, Josh, you have one? Uh, my slice this week is pretty straightforward um, in some ways. Uh, in other ways, it's not. Uh, Jennifer Knapp uh, is gay. Apparently. Yeah. So uh, some people... You weren't here last week when it happened. No. So, so. Yeah. So I'm, I'm bringing, uh, bringing last week's news to us today. But we didn't talk about it. But we didn't talk about it. And, uh, and there's an interesting... I mean, the interesting angle is that she was in the magazine and uh, Ryan actually had a chance to, to mm-hmm. interview her. Mm-hmm. And We uh, were her first interview uh, after her eight-year hiatus. Right. Um, but but the interview happened about two and a half months ago. Yeah, she's been in Australia, and she's just recently moved back to the States and uh, produced an album, and she's uh, launching that album, I think, uh, in the next couple of weeks. But we had this uh, chance to interview her, and uh, we didn't get a chance to, to talk to her about that until uh, recently. Uh, we did. And let's just say that the interview um while we had heard you know what everybody kind of indirectly or unofficially knew uh well if she's coming back we wanted to talk to her about kind of why and her spiritual odyssey and you know the elephant in the room let's just say ryan's interview she didn't allow it to go that direction yeah and when they got it off uh Chad and, and Ryan said to each other, I mean, Chad, speak to this, but either, I mean, either she's not gay or, or she's, you know, directly misleading us. Yeah. I mean, Ryan definitely had a lot of chances and he, he took those chances to ask her, why, why have you been gone? What are, what's up with, you know, the rumors that are circulating? She didn't talk about it at all. At all. And so we said, you know what, then, you know what, here's say, that's why you don't believe rumors. And you know what, we're going to quote what she said to us and write up an article and put it in the magazine. And she talked about her spiritual struggles and she talked about her, uh, you know, f- turning her back on her faith and like where she's at now. It's a fascinating interview anyway. And then of course, two weeks ago, she, her publicist had uh, orchestrated that on the same day to Reuters and, and, and the advocate and, and Christianity today, she would make this big announcement. And we felt very, uh, and rightfully so, in my opinion, very intentionally manipulated. So I had a chance to do a follow-up interview with her um, that uh, was posted on the website this week. And one of the questions I asked her was, 10 years ago, the rumors were that you were gay. Um, and But you have said publicly that you didn't realize that you were gay until after you walked away from Christian music eight years ago. So help me understand what 
how did you feel about those rumors? What happened related to those rumors? And she said, well, basically anyone that was a part of those rumors uh, uh, knew before I did that I was gay. Mm. That's interesting. <laughs> so, I mean, she, so the rumors were there and she acknowledges that they were there and she basically says, yeah, I, I hadn't embraced that yet. And uh, I guess they were right. Here's, here's a question that I think, you know, kind of comes up when we're talking about this. When you're a person at, like, let's say, you know, a musician or someone involved in like the, the, the Christian realm, you know, what do you owe to people to divulge about your, you know, your lifestyle or struggles? I'm, I'm not trying to take one. I'm just proposing it as a question. You know what I mean? Like, what are people who may have been your fans or, or bought your records or, or, you know, books or whatever the case is, you know, what, what type of entitlement do they have? to know about, you know, like I said, struggles or lifestyle. Well, I mean, you're tapping into why we ran an article at all. I mean, like we, we thought, listen, a random, no, I don't mean to be insulting, but a B-level Christian artist who a lot of us listened to when we were in college or whatever, you know, goes away. And, and then, you know, when the money runs out, comes back and wants to release another album, we're not going to cover that. The reason why we thought it would be interesting to talk to her was that what she had to say about her spiritual journey and questions and wrestling with faith and wrestling with who she is, we thought was fascinating as a human interest story. And yeah. so, you know, we weren't rumor mongering and we weren't, we weren't wanting to out her and stuff. And, and, and when we talked to her, you know, even if there's that, you know, residue of doubt after the conversation you know, we took her at her word and we, yeah. we, we gave her the benefit of the doubt, like of what you're alluding to, Jesse, of like, this is an area of her life that she doesn't, she's not going to discuss publicly and we're not going to force her to. And, you know, we want to operate in integrity. You know, the fact that then she does want to, and now this is a hook to create awareness and controversy for selling her album. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I feel dirty about it. But listen, you could, you seriously could write volumes of Christian leaders and Christian artists who uh, have dirty little secrets and you, you know, try to out them on those things. And we're just yeah. not in that business. That's just not what I want to do. So yeah. I just, you know, had I know, honestly, at the end of the day, had I known that she was going to come out and kind of take on the gay pride parade thing, I wouldn't have covered her in the magazine. I, you know, and that, that's where I feel disappointed. I, I, I just really not interested in giving our platform to, uh, to sensationalism. But how do you feel about, I, I just have to ask you about other people that are in the magazine that aren't people of faith that are living extreme lifestyles that, you wouldn't agree with well like yonzi in the previous issue who is a practicing homosexual right you know when i said i don't want to give our platform to sensationalism and rumor mongering i think that's one of the distinguishing characteristics i think yonzi the conversation with him you know we know where he's coming from we know his vantage point we know his lifestyle the conversation with him is different it's not about Jesus, it's about art and creativity, and well, I was going to say, there's a different degree of artistic merit there as well. Well, you just you just calibrate it differently from our worldview. You know, being having a Christian worldview, you look to Christian thought leaders for spiritual discussion and and being challenged spiritually. I'm not going to look to Yanzi to be spiritually challenged artistically, creatively, seeing the world in a different way. It's fascinating. He's a, he's an artist. But, you know, he, his lifestyle is known, and we don't endorse it. We, we talk to him through that filter, I guess, you know. I think, you know, just blindly giving our platform to, like, Christians who are 
openly living in sin and you don't talk about it like that i don't know i feel like that's like um unresponsible or something you yeah know? yeah well, and and I'm not, you know, this what I'm about to say is in a reference directly to like the the situation with Jennifer Nat. But I think sometimes within the Christian industry, when part of the product you're selling is your faith, uh, whether you know some artist comes to terms with that or not, I mean, I think that's just the case. I mean, part of what people sell is an image of, of what their faith is like. I feel like sometimes you see, uh, you know, different people kind of want to have their cake and eat it too whether it's about a lifestyle issue that they don't want to talk about or, you know, it's talking about their faith when it's convenient, but when they think they can sell more to, you know, suddenly it becomes an off limits topic. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that's a really good point. It's a good point. And and I'm I'm not saying that's particularly this case, but you know, there's a lot of artists, especially it may not be as prevalent now as, you know, in the Christian music heyday, but their faith was part of the product, you know? And if your faith was damaged, the product was damaged, you know? Yeah. And the fact that this, you know, very private aspect of uh, her life and, and we, we allowed her to keep private, you know, then had this master plan to be orchestrated to come out in a certain way at a certain time, uh, to coincide with the album releasing and selling more albums, then you feel like she's wanting to use this to, I don't know, sell out. It's just icky to me. But you talked to her. I mean, what impression did you get? I, I ultimately, and, and I think it comes through the q and I, I do feel like she hasn't fully landed the plane on what it is that she believes now. Now that she's coming out, I feel like she hasn't put together her theology, her faith, and how it, how it truly is, uh, is now a part of this, you know, this lifestyle that she hasn't just chosen recently. I mean, she's been in a long-term relationship with this other woman for eight years. Um, I think now she's just having to answer for it, and I don't feel like she's she's put together uh, an answer yet. Um, one of the things that we talked about was that um, she hasn't really studied what the scriptures say about homosexuality. And she specifically says that's kind of left for scholars to figure out. So she doesn't even say, no, 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 no. I believe biblically it's a, it's right or wrong. She just says, I don't know. I haven't even really read about it. Yeah, no, she says like there's, I think the words mean different things now because in the original language, they meant something. I think the people that put the Bible together, you know, basically took from what they said that it meant homosexuality when I don't really think it did, but it's not really my place to say that. So I think scholars will have to figure that out for, for us. I'm just, I'm just a church person. I'm just a congregant is, is the actual word that she used. Um, so she kind of has, has removed herself from the, the theological and, uh, biblical debate. Um, and that's, that's just a little bizarre. That, well, to me, it's, 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 it's not, it wouldn't be bizarre for, a a normal person struggling with correct it, absolutely you know? but yeah. for her to make this part of her platform to not have a worldview formed d- d- defending your lifestyle or yeah. saying i feel trapped and i don't know how to get free from this yeah. i mean one way or the other you yeah. got to know why you're living your life the way you're living it if yeah. you're going to be a pub- if you're going to put yourself as a public figure she she says homosexuality is not a sin she believes that black and white but can't point to scripture, which she continues to talk about as a sacred text. She can't point to scripture as a basis for that belief. Did you get a sense at all of whether or not she considers herself a Christian artist? Yeah, she takes the, I'm an artist as a Christian 
road. So she does say, I'm a Christian. Yes, she says, I'm a Christian. Um, whatever that means, you know, I believe in Jesus, and, uh, and she right. says some of those things. So. Which is, I'm just asking these questions uh, because uh, to kind of contrast what she told us in the print magazine, actually. Yeah. Just yeah. wondering if there was any discrepancy. She there. seems like she is daily wrestling with her faith quite a bit. That came through in the print magazine. Yeah. The, I have no idea who I am or what. I mean, yeah. to go the other side of the world and yeah. literally live in the outback and you know that. Yeah. yeah. You could definitely get a sense of a spiritual uh, wandering. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I We didn't know how or when to address, you know, this because um, people who receive our magazine don't know how a magazine's put together always. And so this information about her um, came out and then our magazine, our, our uh, May-June issue shows up in mailboxes two to four weeks later and we don't acknowledge it. We don't even mention homosexuality at all. And I, my concern, I couldn't care less. We're not a newspaper. I don't care about getting scooped, okay? I, I just think it would, it would be odd if I received the magazine knowing what's commonly known in the news that Relevant would run an article about this person seemingly because it's in the news and not acknowledge this major thing that's in the news, right? You know, what is Relevant endorsing the lifestyle is, is, is Relevant, not think it's a big deal, even to the point that we don't even want to mention it. We didn't know how to acknowledge it publicly like or talk about it because um, the case was, is we talked to her several months ago and she had not gotten to the point yet where she was knowing she was going to talk about it. Yeah. And um, we ran it. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. That's that. Uh, the way we handled it was a follow-up interview, which you had with her um, uh, this week and it's on the website now. So if you want to see kind of part two of the print magazine article, <laughs> it's online. Yeah. So that's how we handled it. Well, that's uh, a little different than um, a pool sign about not breastfeeding. <laughs> equally as entertaining I think. yeah no but i think i think it is such a unique scenario that i think it's good that it's addressed you know yeah we that's what we came down to and just let's talk to her again <laughs> you know and i think you know i want to know why you know wh- wh- why not mention it then why mention it now you know did something change in the meantime you know blah blah, blah. we just let her talk again so um anyway so that's that well, that'll do it for slices. Let's uh, let's roll into the the uh, international incident game that's coming up next. You're listening to Freelance Whales. <laughs> Whale. <laughs> Freelance Whales. The song is Hannah. They can be contracted. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Freelance what? What do they uh, what do they do? Tricks. 
sing, <laughs> sing in harmonious eat, tones. Eat trainers. I see. I I am trying <laughs> my best, Cameron Strang, to to not make inappropriate comments. Maybe that's what they do. They bring in the freelance whales to retaliate. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or if if one has retaliated and it got banned or suspended, they have to bring in a freelance whale to take its spot. In we the- are fifteen minutes from the place where that happened. <laughs> I, know, I feel too close. I'm too close. I'm too close. Um, Okay, so it is time for the long-awaited, highly anticipated, much debated. I just turned, I don't know. I I, I got a sharp uh, 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 Jesse Jackson thing going for a second. Uh, (laughs) Johnny Cochran style. (laughs) International incident. International incident. Here's the theme song. It's an international incident. Somebody's offended. That's a Jesse Have we told them that it's a game yet? No, I was okay. just. You guys owe me a lot of royalties for playing that, by the way. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, it's the it's the game that has everybody talking. We're we're really excited. What we got here is the U.S. versus the U.K. in yes. a trivia throwdown, where only one will be left standing. Only one nation will be left standing. <laughs> in this corner, at about six foot one, a hundred and sixty-three pounds. I hope you trim down a little bit. <laughs> IQ Close enough. IQ of 95 and a really good <laughs> personality good? to match. <laughs> it's none other than the one and only Jesse Carey. USA. USA. Come on, guys. USA. <laughs> In the other corner, we have the prim, the proper, the, uh, I don't know. What else we got? Regal. <laughs> the prim, the proper, the regal. Standing at about five foot ten, a hundred and eighty pounds, IQ a little about what Jesse's is, and a great personality <laughs> to match. Lloyd, the warrior Kinsley. Prepare to meet thy doom. What we're gonna do here is Jesse, I'm gonna ask you a question about the UK. Lloyd, I'm gonna ask you a question about the US. And uh, whoever gets the most right after four rounds will be declared the international champion. Uh, Jesse, you should know that you're at an, a disadvantage here because American culture is so much more important. A lot of our stuff has made its way to the UK. And so Lloyd's <laughs> yeah. more aware of what we do than we are of what they do. And on top of that, Lloyd has lived in the U.S. two separate times for, what, about two years total? Uh, yeah. You ever take? So, uh, Jesse, well, have you ever lived in the U.K.? I have never, but let me say this, Cameron. We wouldn't I, have it. I will not apologize for Americans' great America's greatness and influence, and not see that as a disadvantage. Okay, I'm just saying. Did you say Nazi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Jesse. We'll start with you. Uh, first question about the UK. Only three teams have ever won England's prestigious Premier League since it started in 1992. Name two of those three. Manchester United is one. And the other one is Real Madrid. No, that's incorrect. Manchester United is right. You could have gone with Chelsea or Arsenal, but not Real Madrid. See, I wouldn't have known that. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. Lloyd, uh, U.S. question. Here we go. First one. How many branches of the government does the U.S. have, and what are their names? I see. Right. Um... (laughs) Yeah, this was on uh, this was on TV just the other night, wasn't it? 
Um, <laughs> you, you, you regularly have uh, programs about the American judi- uh, governmental system, right? He just watches C-SPAN. Yeah. I, I think my final answer is going to have to be, um, I don't know. All right. There are three. They are the judicial branch, the legislative branch, and the executive branch. There you go. I just got schooled. All right. You know, you know who would have known that? Jamie Oliver would have known he that. He would have known that. Yeah. And, and yeah. Lloyd, for those of you who are trying to, yeah. you know, you're listening at home and you're trying to picture who everybody looks like and stuff. Yeah. Lloyd looks exactly like Jamie Oliver. Don't they all? Don't, don't all no. of these people look no, alike? No, they look no. exactly like each Do other. They? Really? It's really creepy. Oh, and they wear the same pretty, trucker hats. I'm pretty good in the time. kitchen, too. Okay. All right. <laughs> Cooking naked. <laughs> yeah, that sounds dirty. Yeah, the, Lloyd's the naked chef is what we call them. <laughs> All right, uh, Jesse, number two, a second question about UK. Fill in the blank. In the UK, a flat-bottom boat pushed along a body of water by a pole is known as a blank. Oh, I can give you a hint if you'd like. Yes, I would like a hint. Chad wrote me a hint here. The hint, it's an American football term. Oh, it would that. Oh, that is obviously a fumbler. Of all of the terms he could choose. Can I try? A, a punter? I don't know. What? Oh, you're what? close. It's called a punt. It's called oh. a, a punt. Oh, you, but two wrong. At least, see, I've gotten, I've gotten both mine like half right. <laughs> no, no, no not really. Fumbler, 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 be, not so that much. That should be a point for old glory. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Lloyd, your second question. In 2006, UPN and the WB networks merged to form a single network. What is it called? The CW. Oh, oh wow! He got it, wow. and, and that would be what, uh, an advantage from him living here. Wow! I uh, know that would be because I'm a Smallville nerd, and uh, I think Smallville is on yeah. the CW. Wow! Smallville. Yeah. Well, j- just ask me any one of the question like that for British. I'll just say the BBC and get it right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. We only have a few. <laughs> exactly, and they're all the BBC. They're all variations. All right, uh, third question, Jesse. What is a slang term for a stereotypical rough person in the UK, especially in Yorkshire or Northeast England? They're o- hold on. They're often known for wearing Burberry. <laughs> that doesn't help since I don't know what Burberry <laughs> is. Burberry, Burberry, the brand. Burberry, sorry. Uh, I should be able to steal points. <laughs> Bur- Burboys? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're called fumblers. Actually, no, I'm kidding. Uh, they're called chav, C H A V, chav. Oh, that doesn't sound very tough. <laughs> they wear Burberry. Gang, How tough are they? A gang, yeah, a, ga- a gang of chavs wearing Burberries <laughs> were threatening me. Uh, all right, Lloyd. Your third question: What is the most recent U.S. state? <laughs> he knows the CW, folks. Yeah, right. Smallville. Yeah. Um, okay. If everyone can just imagine the right answer, and that's what I said. Uh, I don't know. Hawaii. That is correct. Wow. Come on. That's a hail is mary. It? Yeah, that's right. All right. Uh, all right. Yes. I would. I would have. I would have taken a pause right now in this point in the game. Okay. Because. Who hasn't seen this movie? America's down late in the game. (laughs) America's on the ropes. All right. But right now is when America looks up and says, we got this. I'm not letting my country down. All right. That's where we're suggesting that I'm like Ivan Drago from uh, Rocky. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're pretty much like Ivan Drago 
and uh, uh, Apollo o- Apollo Creed. All right, Apollo Ono. <laughs> no, I'm Apollo Ono. Oh, okay, just okay. picture Apollo Ono as me. Okay, uh, your fourth question. I had originally planned to just do four, but there are five written here, so and you need two to tie. So let's go ahead and do five questions. Here we go. Fourth one. How many houses are in the British Parliament, and what are they called? Oh man. Uh, it's a large subdivision. The, the, the Whigs and the Tories. No. Um, How many first? How many houses in the British Parliament? Two. Correct. Now, what are they called? Um, is one labor? No, those are the parties. But it's it's not really an uncommon name on one of them. Uh, the, a Senate. No. A Congress. Dang it. No. A court. Common and Lords. Ugh. House of Common, House of Lords. Uh, Lloyd, you pretty much have this wrapped up, but we might as well wrap, uh, go ahead and give you another <laughs> one. Uh, your last question. In baseball, what does the acronym OPS stand for? And I'll say I did not know this. You don't know this? I did not know this. No. It's not no. a common one. Is so, the P? Does the P stand for player? No. Okay. Um, does it stand for pretzel? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they give they give the people who come and watch the game stats now. Now it stands for uh, on base plus slugging, so their percentage <laughs> for being on base plus slugging OPS. On base is a hyphen, correct? Yeah, it should be OP. Yeah. Um, last one, um, Jesse. I'll go ahead and give it to you just so you can redeem yourself and at least have one correct. Name okay. three. Name three Monty Python movies. Name three Monty uh, Python movies. Search for the Holy Grail. The Life of Brian. And I didn't even know there was three. Um, there are five. And the Flying Circus or something? No. Dang it. <sighs> Holy Grail, Life of Brian, and now for something completely different, the meaning of life in Live at the Hollywood Bowl. Man, I really let my country down. Yeah, you did. Wow. Woo! And the winner of International Incident, Lloyd Fancy Pants Kinsley. <laughs> oh, folks. Fancy Pants. Where did that come from? I don't know. It just sounded British. Fancy oh. Pants. You're a chav, aren't you? No? I'm no chav. Yeah, I, got, I got beat by a chav. I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right. They'll do for International Incident. Up next, a look inside the current issue of Relevant Magazine. You're listening to A Fine Frenzy. The song is Electric Twist. Mm, twist. Uh, it's playing right now on Relevant.tv. It's hard to keep up with all that, like all the places we're playing stuff. Uh, okay, it's time for a very special segment. We do it once every two months. It's a look inside the brand new issue of Relevant Magazine. For those of you who uh, subscribe, uh, consider this the DVD commentary. For those of you who don't, shame on you. Wouldn't it be an audio commentary? Yeah, but I'm saying it's like the commentary on the DVDs, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like Mm -hmm. you can go deeper and get greater context. And those who don't subscribe, it's like this is their free pass. Like, it's like I don't need to subscribe. They tell me all about it anyway. So 
Maybe this is a bad idea. All right. Joining me, we've rotated chairs. Joining me uh, today, uh, I have our editorial director, Roxy Weeman. Hello. And our associate editor, who I think, I mean, you've been on the podcast once. I uh, did the Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. Right. Okay. So Q&A. there you go. So for longtime fans, uh, you've heard her before. And if you listen to 11 FM, you've heard her, her sultry tones. <laughs> Doing subscription offers. That is completely appropriate to say. Yes. <laughs> That's not awkward. <laughs> yeah. uh, our associate editor. If you tune in between 12 a.m. and 3 a.m. Ashley Emmert. Uh, oh. Welcome. Glad to have you. So what we want to do is uh, talk about a couple highlights. For those of you who are the freeloaders, we're not going to tell you everything. Mm-mm. So, you we're know. We're just going to whet your appetite. <laughs> it's good. Speaking of uh, sultry. <laughs> sultry. <laughs> well, this is taking an interesting turn. <laughs> Um, and so we thought we'd uh, hit some of the highlights of the issue, tell you some some of the backstory and uh, and things that went into making the issue. So uh, it's it's in my opinion, I've been doing this for a while now. This is my favorite cover that we've ever done. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not talking just design, like just it lands on many many levels. I'm really excited. The cover story is with uh, the host of Man vs Wild, Bear Grylls. Yes, and uh, it's beautiful, and it's a great story that. Roxy wrote, uh, he was here in Orlando and you interviewed him. He was doing an event for the Alpha course here in Orlando. And so I got to meet up with him for a little while and he was surprisingly awkward in person. (laughs) I was wondering if you were going to tell the uh, true behind the scenes. That's uh, good for you. I mean, he was great. He was really nice, but you can tell he's not like he's good on camera and he's got lots of charisma and all that. But when he's face-to-face in person or in front of a big crowd like he was later that evening with the uh, alpha course he he's definitely shy he's shy so, that's interesting yeah. and it, but it turns out he's a really strong christian and is the reason why he was here uh speaking at their convention is that he's been involved with the alpha course for several years yeah and he's he's a big fan of it and he really um he's been through the course and his wife's been through the course and it was a big part of her her kind of faith journey and um so he he was there supporting that and yeah his his story of faith is um it's compelling it's it's he's he talks about how he has a simple faith but it's also really profound in its childlikeness did did anything other than the shyness surprise you about your time with him um cuz cuz he's kind of your hero a little bit so so you it's like you meeting somebody that you know you you've had on yeah. a little bit of a pedestal for a while yeah it's one of the few times i've been a little starstruck so, um, no, it, it, I think when you meet people who you're used to seeing on TV, they seem a little smaller in person. Interesting. So he definitely doesn't see, he's like. And the fact that he's five foot two. No. <laughs> oh, no. He's not. He's not five foot two. He's, I don't know. You towered over four. him. I didn't tower over him. <laughs> That's why he, he was, was shy. He was he intimidated was like, oh, by she's your. She's so big. This is a massive woman. <laughs> she could crush me. <laughs> People are going to be so confused. Um, no, he's, I, I don't know how tall he is. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Six foot something. But, but, he but was, he's, I don't know. He wait, just, six foot something and you thought he was bigger than that? What do you think? He was like an Adonis? Well, like, like maybe he was like exactly six foot or six uh, one okay. or something. All right. He wasn't really tall. And um, So you really did. You thought he was like a G.I. Joe character. Like a real live, maybe. like huge, you know, army man. Yeah. Maybe. In your dreams. <laughs> but he was also very, very warm. Like he just... To the touch? No, not to the touch. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I mean, warm and very inviting and just, 
Even though he was shy. Was it, it his was, fleece? It was his fleece. Was he his just fleece. looks so cozy. Every, every, <laughs> every picture. He's cuddle up. He's always wearing If you do a Google search for <laughs> pictures of Bear girls, which we did doing the story, of I, 90% of them, he's wearing a fleece. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you yeah. just cuddled up. Right. <laughs> just, I'm getting flustered. I knew this was going to happen in here, too. I knew you were going to tease me. <laughs> I'm just saying. No. Um, he was very nice. He was very warm, very inviting. Offered me water tea? and food and uh. stuff no there wasn't any tea but he does have a great british accent so yeah that was fun although occasionally i couldn't tell what he was saying <laughs> really <laughs> i was like wait what and then i was like you oh, have an interpreter. poor person who has to transcribe this oh, that's, funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's anyway. funny um we, also in the issue we have a big uh, section focusing on reject apathy and uh, Ashley is actually our editor for Reject Apathy on the website. She every week edits rejectapathy.com. We, it's in every issue. We have Reject Apathy content, but we wanted to go deeper. And we'll, we'll probably do this twice a year is my thought. Mm-hmm. Reject Apathy is our kind of <coughs> campaign to look at uh, social justice from maybe the right kind of perspective. Mm-hmm. And we, we center on five pillars, uh, which, which kind of are the key uh, elements of a whole life perspective we feel. It's defense of innocence, unjust war, preventable disease, poverty, and creation care. And so this section looks at each of those and tells different types of stories or has uh, different thought leaders in these areas talking. And why don't you give us some of the highlights? Um, well, I interviewed Justin Dillon a few months ago when he came through Orlando. He was in town. I think he was speaking at a couple of schools for and his organization, Call and Response. Call and Response is the film. Um, and so I interviewed him. And Call and Response is also the name of the organization where they're raising awareness for human trafficking and for um, just trafficking of all kinds, like people who are kept in America to work, working not for... Um, the correct amount of pay that they should be receiving. So we interviewed him for the loss of innocence section. Mm-hmm. And um, another section that we have in it is something from Julian Lukens, who's a writer from World Relief. He wrote on AIDS work that they're work that they're doing for a tribe. But it's about how AIDS has infiltrated this tribe that for centuries no one even knew about this area. And now AIDS and HIV have entered into this community and how they're sort of teaching the people there um, sort of like an AIDS ministry there and how they're trying to make it not be taboo to talk about and to help. So it's interesting to hear about these tribes who have never heard of this and now it's something that's ravaging their community, Mm -hmm. but it's what they're doing to make a difference there. Hmm. So it's just sort of each section touches on a um, specific issue that we need to be thinking about for these five areas. And hopefully with each issue will be each issue of the magazine, we'll be bringing more content in to make people aware of these things and how they can help. So you can uh, dive into that. It's a multi-page section and hits a lot of stuff. And it's a great point of accessibility and gets you thinking. And then if you want to go deeper, you can actually engage the website every week, every Wednesday, we do a whole crop of new articles, everything changes out and there's documentaries that we play and there's, Mm -hmm. you know, columns and there's worldview think pieces and stuff. It's really uh, great Mm -hmm. content that's happening over there. So, so that's, uh, that's in this issue. It starts on page 80. Also in the issue, a couple other highlights. We have our epic summer road trip guide. Yes. And it is epic. epic. (laughs) Now, okay. Now we'll give you some context here. So this is the, this is the DVD commentary, right? So context is we are well aware that not everyone likes and or reads 
every article in the magazine. We kind of have three little segments of readers, right? We have the people who read Relevant because they're passionate about their faith and they really only want the God articles. They don't care about these celebrity crap. You know, they, they want the Jesus stuff. Then we have the people who are in it for their passion, most passionate about social justice, and that's what draws them to the magazine. And then we have the people who are just culture snobs, and they just like chat over there, and they just want <laughs> they just want great music, and they want great they want to you know they want to influence culture, and they're they're passionate about culture, and and each of those audiences can find things to connect with in relevant. Mm-hmm. So we decided to do three road trips, one for each of them. And I, I thought it was a lot of fun. And we we did playlists for each trip. We'd tell you what to do, where to go, what to read. Why don't you hit some highlights? Yeah, I mean, and and you might enjoy all three. And probably not. <laughs> maybe maybe some of you are well rounded. Yeah, no, we do have. Okay, so so if there are three individual circles, they do converge. Yes. They do overlap. So there are people who yes. are truly passionate about all three, but it's not the majority, right? Right. Am I am I wrong? No, here? you're okay. not. You're so not it's wrong. not the majority. So there no. are, there's a 25 percent of our readers enjoy all of it, and then 75 percent and. You know, enjoy some of it, right? Yes. Okay. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure we have readers that only will read articles about people that wear fleece. That is true. <laughs> that's that is where the Bear Girls article comes in. <laughs> that's where that one's in. for you. That's the fifth category, <laughs> and we only come around to them occasionally. All right. So, um, coming from someone who enjoys all three, I'm just saying, <laughs> just putting it out there. Um, oh, I think the staff would fall in. I, I hope. I hope so. Hope I hope people so. Especially like, our editorial staff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. So for the first one, it's our culture tripping. So for you culture snobs out there, and we talk Chad, a lot. Chad, 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 listen, this is your yes. road trip. Speak to me, Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we kind of broke this up into music, movies, and books. So there's um, a couple different trips here that if you're a music fan, you could go on some some journeys to the origins of music. For example, Brooklyn, which is got a lot of hipster bands coming out of it right now what <laughs> yes indeed and movie fans you can kind of take some trips to go see directors in their cities like woody allen who's always featuring new york or john hughes who had a lot of films in chicago and for the literary fans out there we have several trips where you can go to visit different author areas like flannery o'connor in georgia or john steinbeck in california and as Cameron said, there are books to pack and music to listen to for each of these trips. Although we don't recommend reading while driving. Please. Unless don't. you do audiobooks. Or your passengers read aloud to you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> don't laugh. Mark and I did that once and I completely missed a turn and drove over 100 miles in the wrong direction because he was reading and I was driving. See, it would and still distract me. Would, I think it would still did. distract me. So what you're hearing right now is an example of the type of music that, that you should be... Uh, listening to while you're on your culture tripping trip. Uh, we, we broke it down by region. So it, let's say the trip you're listening to right now, you're on the West Coast. And so you're listening to Band of Horses. It's a song from their album, Everything All the Time. So that would be a sort of vibe for your West Coast culture tripping road trip. So, The second spread, Goodwill Tour. This is for our social justice folks. And there's a lot, a lot here. Um, there's several different ideas. You could go around the country and stop at different organizations and interview people. 
you could do some things, get your hands dirty. Did we warn these organizations that we're sending thousands of people to come to them to interview them? Because they're like, why are you all coming at once? What is going on? (laughs) And there's some ongoing events on here. Again, books to pack, music to listen to. Getting dirty stuff, right? Yes. So you can get involved. Stuff you can do. Uh, Some different festivals you can go to. Some different areas where they always have something going on, like the... Hopi, Hopi Native American Reservation where there's construction projects kind of ongoing and you can just drop in. Some travel tips and hear about things you can pack or ways to blog. Um, maybe ways to travel efficiently using less fuel. Um, landmarks to stop Pushing by. the car. Pushing the car. <laughs> that would be the best way, Yeah, right? we're like, okay, when you're going downhill, <laughs> get out and push. <laughs> well, no, you wouldn't push going downhill. Yeah, I know. Push it, going uphill. The car would just get yeah. away from you. <laughs> Not a good That'd idea. be terrible. <laughs> and somebody's still trying to read to you the whole time as you're running after the car. Just like, oh, and the books to pack and music to listen to. These are all themes. So, all right. And so you're hearing a sample of the type of music that would inspire you to take a goodwill tour. Was a farming on the shares and always I was poor. My crops I lay into the banker's store. My wife took down and died up on the cabin floor And I ain't got no home in this world anymore So you're hearing Woody Guthrie. Uh, it's a selection from his album, Dust Bowl Ballads. It's, it's one of about 12 albums we recommend for the trip. All right, and our last trip is The Pilgrimage, and this is for you... Um, spiritual types out there Spirit. seeking God on your journey. Hopefully, Faith again, journey. everybody, all of you, yeah, including the fleece lover, <laughs> <laughs> that one guy, that fleece that lover fleece guy. Lover. <laughs> yeah. All right, so there's a few different trips you could take um, if you're a pilgrim, and you could go on a church hop and visit several different sort of notable churches around the country, different denominations, different worship styles, different types of pastors. You could go on a monastic retreat and visit a monastery there are several scattered throughout the country and just take take a few days break take it easy be silent and of course our favorite the christian kitsch pilgrimage and these are several spots where you can stop i have to say i have been to all but (laughs) one of these in, in different trips but several of them i did take special trips to go visit them one of them is here in our own hometown Yes, Holy, the Holy, Land, Holy Land, Land experience. experience. Uh, the Precious Moments Chapel in Carthage, Missouri, I have been to. Wow. You pass it as you go from Tulsa to Kansas City. It's like the only thing for a long... And it is a big deal. And people have like their weddings there and stuff. Oh. Uh, I've been to the, the Great Passion Play in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Again, wow. drivable from Tulsa. Wow. I've been to the Creation Museum. If yeah. longtime podcast listeners know that a couple years ago, Jesse, Adam, and I actually road tripped up to the Creation Museum. And... Uh, it wasn't as kitschy as we thought it would be. Yeah. It was a little sad. It was really well done. Really well done, but a little sad. Yeah. So you couldn't go and like giggle. You you went and you were just sad. So, And then the TBN headquarters I've been to because I was on TBN when I was nine years old. Wow. It's the last sure. time I was there though. <laughs> I was nine. But. So were you able to appreciate the kitschy factor oh, at nine? At nine, I was aware of how over the top this place was. <laughs> yeah. The only so, one I haven't been to is the California Desert Kitsch. I've seen some of that being from Colorado. That's in that's a close distance driving through that. And there is a lot of kitsch in the California Desert and the Arizona Desert. So as you're driving around doing either the church hop one or the monastic retreat one or the, the Christian Kitsch pilgrimage, we have a soundtrack. Sweet River Road. 
like what you're hearing right now is Waterdeep's album Everyone's Beautiful, which was actually their squint release from '99, maybe 2000. Some great moments on that. But there's a lot of albums that we recommend uh, for you to listen to. Some great books to pack. Probably the the weight of this one is the, in the books. Yeah, it really is. I mean, these are some some powerful books, and we've. And I, I would not recommend that you'd have somebody reading them to you no. while you're pushing the car down <laughs> a hill. That's that, a that's bad idea. A bad know idea. that that recommendation did not come from us. Okay. So, uh, and then we wanted to highlight one other thing from the issue. Um, you know, we always have a couple bands and stuff that we highlight, but this one was particularly exciting for me. In this issue, we have the Avet Brothers. Oh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, take me in. Oh, you wear the shape I'm in. You know, we're all huge fans here. They're kind of a folk uh, group. So fr- good. So good. I love them. And I'm listening to their album. When the, Chad, when did it come out? Like a year ago? Yeah, a little under a year ago. Okay, eight months ago, ten yeah. months ago. And I'm listening to it. Even the first track, I and Love and You. Just It's about going to Brooklyn. It's just so moving, right? And then as you listen to the rest of it, like there's so many little references to like biblical allusions or... Like, you know, like something like a preacher or, you know, just whatever. You kind of go, hmm. And then if you go back to their old catalog of music, this album was produced by Rick Rubin. Um, And if you go back to their old catalog, it's just, again, there's just like, there's something there, right? Mm -hmm. So in our interview, it turns out that they come from a a long line of Christians. Their grandfather was a minister and they're believers. And it's like, there you go. Who knew that? We just wanted to talk to them because we love their music, you know? Well, even um, one of the brothers, I think, is it Scott, that's doing the website um, yeah. that has all their grandfather's sermons on it. Come on. So if you go to it, it's the sermons that his grandfather wrote while he was obviously, while he was preaching. So it's just really cool to see these old sermons that he is giving an outlet to and showing people now. Wow. And, he, and we mentioned that in the sidebar in the article. One of the, one of the other brothers paints... And or maybe it's him. I think it's him. him. Yeah. And I went to his his site, and there's a lot of it's fine art. It's amazing. Yeah. And there's a lot of fine art of naked men. <laughs> not not like not like okay something's wrong here. Just like whoa, little <laughs> parental advisory kids. We need to go check out his. Gallery. Well, he did the cover art for yeah. their album. Right. That. He did and that, that one's painting. in for sale in his gallery. Oh really? Yeah. Uh-huh. There's some really cool ones. I was pricing them out for our office, but a little, <laughs> a little high. Than, yeah. I was thinking maybe I could swing a deal. Hey, we'll publicize it. We can just print it. We can just get the JPEG and print it off. <laughs> blow it up. That's how we roll. There's a lot more in the issue, right. guys. There's uh, John Acuff, a very popular writer and blogger um, who, who writes the blog Stuff Christians Like. He just had a book come out, and he actually wrote for us a Stuff Christians Like parody piece thing. It's blurry. It's fun to read. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. There's six stuff Christians like. There you go. <laughs> we have uh, <laughs> we have an interview. There's Christians like six things. Six, six things. Just stuffs. Yeah. And one six of them, please. We have an interview with Craig Ferguson, late yeah. night uh, talk show host Craig Ferguson, uh, talking about his redemption story. Uh, almost lost his life to alcoholism and turned his life around. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Then we had um, author and pastor Pete Wilson wrote about plan B, which we all live in <laughs> our own plan B's. And uh, that's awesome. We talk about the importance of theology. We have the interview with Jennifer Knapp, which we talked about earlier in this podcast. Um, we have uh, tips uh, to help you climb 
your career ladder the right way. So it's all about the right way. Yes. Career isn't a bad thing. We all have to have one, right? But having in the right perspective. Uh, we also then had a really serious piece looking at fatherlessness. We call it Fatherless Day. And we talked to Don Miller and we talked to others. And we really look at the fact that we are a fatherless generation. And that is um, so much woven into our identity and, and the things that have, I don't know, the, who we are and what's yeah. happening in culture and, and, and faith is so affected by this um, pandemic almost of fatherlessness. Right. Uh, we have an interview with the Broken Social Scene. As I mentioned, the big reject apathy section of slices and reviews and recommends and all the good stuff. It's a packed issue. It's a packed issue. Uh, and, and it has a really pretty cover that feels good. I like the texture of yes. the printing this time. It's The printer did a it good job. Nice. So check it out. You can uh, you can preview the whole issue, flip through it at our digital viewer at relevantmagazine.com. You can also subscribe for only 10 bucks, folks. We're trying our best. Support us. It's only 10 bucks. It's not bad. Uh, that'll do it for your look inside the current issues. Stay tuned. Up next, feedback. You're listening to the new single, finally, from Owl City. I don't say finally because it's highly anticipated. I'm just saying I'm really sick of that other single. Uh, Owl City's <laughs> so, uh, single, Umbrella Beach, it's playing, the video right now is playing on Relevant.TV. Is Shaq in this one too? What? Was he in the last one? Yeah, Shaq had a cameo in the last uh, Owl City video. What are you talking about? Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal, the center, <laughs> the, the NBA superstar. I want to I want to look the it up. Former real quick. You NBA guys superstar. Talking, but... Thank you very <laughs> yeah, much. Former. Hello. Hang on. I'm going to look this up. You guys can continue bantering, but I just I just don't want to be wrong like you, you are. Know, okay. well, I don't want to look a fool. Okay, Vanilla Twilight. He's in that video, and you, and I actually saw it on Relevant TV. I was oh, watching Relevant Chad TV. Chad has given an affirmative through the glass, it's, telling me nottingly like it's, it's true. true. It's on our site. You're an idiot. Yeah, Shaq, Shaq is on your site right now. How do you feel about that? <laughs> uh, I have a Shaq signed basketball in my office. Yeah. Yeah. But it was when he was with the Magic, number 32. So. And when he was good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when he had a flat top. So. <laughs> flat top. Yeah, he did. He didn't have it. It was the Shaq Foo days. It was, yeah. It was he had a flat top <laughs> and a video game. That's true. And, and a I movie. remember the game. Kazam. The Kazam. movie. Kazam. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and blue chips. He was in blue chips. Yeah, I, I like blue chips. I made out with a girl in the back of blue chips. What? What? Yeah, back row. Yeah. Oh wow! So I only saw part of blue chips. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I appreciate. it. I saw it with my parents. Completely different experience. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents are behind you making out. Yeah, it was totally. totally it was different. awkward. It was, you had to pay very boy, close attention to the. Well, it's blue chips. It's a movie uh, no starring Nick movie. Nolte, Shaquille O'Neal, and Penny Hardaway. Uh, from about like no such movie. 91, 92. Absolutely. <laughs> and Penny, yep. really? Penny yeah. is in it too. And in yep. fact, it was it came out the summer that we then drafted him. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people credit to the fact that Shaq and Penny really clicked on, in the filming and that they had good chemistry, which they ended up having. And that's why the Magic traded. They drafted Chris Webber that year and traded Chris, Chris Webber for, for Penny Hardaway. Hmm. And it's because of blue chips. 
Wow. Blue chips. That sounds like a dirty movie. <laughs> They're blue chip recu- recruits. That's what we call them here in the U.S. It's like if you're a highly a top recruit, it's a blue chip recruit. I want to know what blue chips means in the U.K. that's so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that? What, is it, what does it mean? What does it mean, uh, Lloyd? Yeah, I couldn't say that because church folk are listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, last week on the podcast, two things happened. Well, actually a lot, but two things of note. One, Gunger performed live. And I have to say, Chad, since you've been here, and I mean, at least since you've been here, and probably quite a bit longer, that is one of my favorite performances that we've done. It was incredible. And I am putting it out there. If you're in a band, you have to add a cello right now <laughs> because that was beautiful. And Chad, uh, we actually recorded all four of them uh, video, and Chad's been editing them up, and they are all up at relevant.tv right now. If you search for Gunger at Relevant TV, all four live performances are there. Uh, one of them was with a four-camera shoot. The other ones with, were with a two-camera shoot. And I say you have to go watch them. Uh, since Chad's been showing them to me the last few days, I've, I've seriously watched them probably 15 times and forced every meeting I've had to begin with listening or watching the Gunger videos because they're so moving. It's fantastic. So go do that. Go, um, we'll link to them there from the podcast episode page, but definitely go check that out. The other thing is we got talking about the double down. The uh, KFC, <laughs> the KFC uh, chicken on chicken with uh, bacon and cheese in between sandwich. Wow. Do, do you guys have that over there, Lloyd? Uh, do, do you know what? At the moment, we're waiting for it because uh, it, we heard the news of its release in the States. And we, we've been given a date uh, mid-May. Oh, wow. And people are already camping out, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't believe it's a fir- I would say it's probably the first uh, fast food um, burger that they've ever actually given us a date for. Like, we care. They're, uh, <laughs> like, that, there's posters, plaster all over town with the release date of the Double Down in well, the UK. There, it's just every yep. KFC is lining up extra Porto Johns <laughs> in front of the store oh going gosh. down the street. Oh my god! like, what's all this for? Oh, the Double Down's coming. <laughs> oh my god! Well, they had to give the country uh, time to reinforce the plumbing infrastructure <laughs> <laughs> before the Double Down oh. made its way there. And they had to wait for Jamie Oliver to move back because he's been living in the U.S. because of the food revolution. Yeah. So, so you know, but all the good that he did. Over there, did the food revolution over in the UK yeah. is getting completely undone. Yeah, because, he's got work to do. Yeah, while he wasn't looking, we exported our double down to the UK. It's good work. Yeah, yeah. You sn- you, it's like a little a little secret you got round him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're welcome, world. The only reason he found out about it is because all the extra Porta Johns lining the streets oh my God. <laughs> outside of the KFCs. Okay. Um, so anyway, in light of that... There's a run on plungers right now throughout the country. There's a run on a lot of stuff right now. Uh, <laughs> There'll be a lot of running for sure. Yeah. Uh, we, a lot of runs. We wanted to ask you uh, what your... Um, most uh, unhealthy food experience was like what's the most unhealthy thing you've ever eaten uh, we mentioned the the most uh, fattening item on any national food restaurant uh, menu is the personal sized um, Chicago classic at Pizzeria Uno 2400 calories and uh, 170 grams of fat and it's you know basically the caloric and fat intake of three or four days in one of those little tiny, yeah, Josh wasn't here, so I'm telling no, you for the I'm, first time. I'm shocked right I'll, now. I'll show you. It's unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and the way that they try to like make you think it's not as bad as it is, is they say per serving, it's only 780 calories, but one serving is one third of oh that little gosh. thing. Yeah. yeah. No one eats one serving. No. No. Yeah. 
Okay, so anyway, we, you know, obviously you can tell we got sidetracked and talked a lot about bad food last week. So we want to know your stories. You went over to the podcast episode page and posted them there. Here are some of our favorites. Well, Tom Spool was one of my favorites. He said that one day he and three close friends went to the Burger King drive-thru and asked what was the most amount of patties they could put on the burger. And the person answered four. And so they were like, all right, we'll double that. And the person working the drive-thru says, so you want six on one burger? At that point, they requested the manager and told them that they wanted eight meat patties on one burger. And the manager said, do you mean you want an octo stack? And they said, yes, we want the octo stack. So it ended up having four patties, four slices of cheese, and four pieces of bacon. And this kid went home and ate it in seven minutes. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, that's eight eight meat patties. So let's say each one is a quarter. That, that's if each patty is at least a quarter pounder. That's two full pounds of beef with bacon and the rest of what's on a cheeseburger. I think I think we can we can estimate based on how many comments we got on this on the website and some of these comments that the relevant listening audience is not the healthiest yeah. group of people. I'm, 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 There's a shocking amount of feedback. I got a There's, little sad reading this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little uncomfortable. Uh, Kyle said that one night, uh, he says, one night every semester my campus minister would get out his deep fryer and we would have deep fried food all night. Twinkies, candy bars, chocolate chip cookies, broccoli, pears, pizza. That's what they would deep fry. Uh, I, I, I wow. love how when he says it, he it like the, how casual he says, you know, my college uh, pastor tried to get out his deep fryer, like like being a prerequisite for a student pastor's owning a deep fryer. Yeah, and I like the fact that there was like a ritual about it. It happened every semester, only once. You know, I have a question. I, you know, I'm not the fittest guy in the world. I'm not, you know, whatever. But isn't like gluttony like a bad thing? It, it is. It's technically <laughs> technically it's a sin. Right. Like a pretty <laughs> yeah, bad one, right? Technically. Yeah. Yeah. On a technicality, it's a sin. And so, I mean, we're not sitting there going, hey, everybody, send us in like your funniest like <laughs> pornography stories and your yeah. funniest like, you know, when you murdered somebody stories. But we're like, hey, hey, it's so funny. We're all. Oh, I've got a good one of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, which one? <laughs> I think hopefully murder. Okay. Hopefully murder. <laughs> all of a sudden, yeah, murder. murder. All of a sudden, murder is but a small. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, re- I'm listening to this stuff going. Oh, we're, we're misguided. Yeah, well, why, why is this the one that we're allowed to make light of? You yeah. know what I mean? I don't know. That's bad. Tell me the worst lie you ever told to your dad. You know, I don't know. It's like... <laughs> well, on that note, Bill Pedler says he ate a piece of lard once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And that night he stole something. I know, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> he bought it fair and square. <laughs> yeah, you know, I feel so conflicted. I don't mean to over-spiritualize it. It's just stupid fast food stories, but maybe we shouldn't have asked this question. <laughs> it is asking for sin. You know what I'm saying? Like, tell us your, tell well, us your sin what story. what we did with Jennifer Knapp today. On yeah, the phone. yeah, it's true. So this week's uh, question of the week is, how many people have you murdered? <laughs> <laughs> it could have been accidentally. Yeah. We just want to know. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. All right, well, okay, so that's your feedback from last week. Here is this week's editorial <laughs> question of the week editorial question of the week okay well in the when we were talking about the current issue one of the things that we mentioned was the phenomenal summer road trip guide that we have it really is great it's it's a lot of fun it's got the soundtracks which you heard it's got you know all all the things to do and it's for all the different 
interest groups out there, the people who are into social justice, the people who are into culture, the people who are into, you know, I don't know, Jesus. So uh, what we were thinking is it's now summer. Colleges have, for the most part, gotten out. Uh, for those of us who are out of college, uh, it's time when we our productivity just plummets for no, our, for no reason whatsoever. Summer's here. So what we wanted to know is what are you doing this summer? We wanted to know about your road trips. We want to know if you're going to go on a road trip, what it's going to be. And we wanted to know if you've like, what was your best road trip ever? Uh, when I was, uh, when I was six, I took on uh, a road trip. We moved from Vancouver, Canada to Orlando, Florida, Wow, which is uh, quite a trip. If you're going to fly, it's a whole nother experience. If you're in a two door hatchback. Uh, and so we had a blue Chevette, uh, hatchback and my mom had just given birth to uh, her in third, the Chevette in the Chevette that's what's great on the, road on the trip. way to Florida uh, and it was entertaining um, and your dad didn't stop no he kept right on going no but what's awesome about make it good time is I have two younger what's awesome is I have two younger brothers and it wasn't illegal at the time to keep my youngest brother who was only a couple weeks old um, in the hatchback area like during the trip, where the sun bakes down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they put, like, like, like in a shoebox. <laughs> <laughs> it was a large shoebox. They had holes in it. It was like a, for the turtle. Oh, the suitcases. Yeah, for sure. So <laughs> with a rubber band around. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want the baby There's getting out. Belt for you. <laughs> you don't. But for some, we still make fun of my mom to this day and my dad because they didn't think anything was wrong with it. It wasn't illegal at the time, but the baby traveled from Vancouver to Orlando in the hatchback area. Like, as if it was normal. And looking back on it, we're like, they should have been arrested. Mm-hmm. That was a big deal. That's funny. So, I, I road tripped uh, every year because I went to school in Tulsa and then lived in Orlando. But my road trips were uh, by myself. <laughs> it, was just, it was just driving. Yeah. Okay. That's not good. I, I, one time we went to Las Vegas over spring break, but we had zero money. So the, we scraped together enough to find a, a... Well, we actually knew people that lived in Las Vegas, but we didn't know them well enough to like ask to stay at their house. So we go into Las Vegas and we call them and we're like, guess what? We're in Las Vegas. Hoping they would say, oh, you should come stay with us. But they didn't say that. And so we were then had well, to find would? a hotel. Because they're going to assume if you're there that you've already made arrangements <laughs> for your lodging. Nobody spontaneously <laughs> needs a place to stay. Unless you I, well, we thought it was going to be one of those things where people feel obligated, like, oh, you're in town. Well, you know, if you need a place to stay, and thinking that we would go, no, 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 we wouldn't do that. No, if the thinking phone call they would was say that, a week and then before, we would go, oh, that'd be awesome because we don't have anywhere. If the call was a week before, Jesse, you know, like, oh, while you're down, if you, you know, if you've already shown up. You have to have somewhere to stay already. Well, in hindsight... Yeah, that's just rude. <laughs> yeah. In hindsight, it wasn't the best strategy. So so we so we don't have a place to stay. So we find a, a hotel called the El Matador, which is connected to a tattoo parlor. And yes. I will say that the, the state of the room, I slept on a sleeping bag on top of the bed. <laughs> oh, gosh. Was that, did you have to pay uh, by the hour? <laughs> yeah, and it costs way more than we thought because we didn't realize. We we were wondering why is the rate so low? Oh, it's hourly. Not oh, nightly. yikes! Who did you know in in Las Vegas? Was it like a stripper or Elvis impersonator? <laughs> in the UK, uh, it, it, that's... both. That that was their job: a the, stripping Elvis impersonator. In the UK, they, uh, an unhospitable one. In the UK, that's all they know of, of Las Vegas. It's like, oh yeah, that's it. 
That's it. That's all I know. Do they do road trips in England? Because it's not that big. I mean, because you're going to no, run was, into I was going to say, this isn't one I can really chime in in because it's kind of like if you get in a car with a bunch of your friends and you say, where are we going to go? You'll be there in three hours, wherever you say. So, yeah. uh, I mean, we'd go down to the coast, maybe. Do you ever do you ever drive across the channel? Uh, yeah, but n- never like a, like road trips make it sound like a kind of, you know, young adult adventure. Like when we do the channel, it's to maybe maybe sample some, some wines and some cheeses and then uh, buy a lovely piece of lace and then return back. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you and your friends? You and your, you and your guy please, friends? Please tell me that a woman's involved. Uh, you know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this means. <laughs> really uncomfortable. I, I wouldn't even know what to do with a lovely piece of lace. <laughs> uh, I, I'm speaking specifically of somewhere like I don't know Bruges, which I think is they they make a lot of lace things there. What's a Bruges? I don't. We're dumb Americans. I don't know what that is. I've heard of Paris. Uh, uh, the film in Bruges. Nothing. You ever seen that one? Oh. Okay, I, I, re- I rented it once. Is it a never, James never Bond movie? No, it's got uh, Colin Farrell. Oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> the end of I'm that. still yeah. Right, so, so it's not James Bond. No. So you think uh, no, every yeah. UK movie is James Bond, Jesse? Is that what you're saying? Every UK movie I see is James Bond. All right. So we want to know your best road trip stories. Uh, if it if it also entails baking babies in the back of a hatchback, that's fine. So go over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and you can post your uh, feedback there. Also, while you're there, make sure to check out all the multimedia add-ons to the current issue of the magazine. We'll post uh, some goodies from uh, the magazine there, some extras, some behind-the-scenes stuff, so you can check it out. Just one podcast note. Next week, we are, we are not going to be able to do a podcast. Um, I'm out of town, and it seems like everybody's out of town next week. We'll do one the next week, but I'm going to miss it because I'm going to be in Haiti. Uh, Roxy and I are going to be in Haiti uh, looking looking for a cover story. We'll find one. I'm sure you will. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess that'll do it. On that note, we'll wrap it up. Uh, Lloyd, thanks a lot for sitting in with us. we got to do it again. It was a lot of fun having you back. Anytime. Uh, we'll take you up on that. And, and I humbly accept the defeat, Lloyd. So you should. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note. Spoken like a true gentleman. All right, on that note, we'll wrap it. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Josh Loveless. I'm Jesse Carey. And I beat Jesse. (laughs) (laughs) On behalf of Chad Michael Snavely, we'll see you in two weeks. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com. But right now is when America looks up and says, we got this. I'm not letting my country down.